We have now taken over your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dog give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Why you want to do that, man? Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members for the state crew. <laughs> What's yeah. going on, Mabili? Nothing, nothing much. Just Chilling, a little man. stormy, a little stormy outside. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is stormy out there, man. <laughs> we got hurricane storms. It's that time it's of year. It's that time of year. All right, so folks, please be safe. Make sure that you, if you can, uh, help a neighbor. Cut back those trees from the house and the driveway about five, six feet from the roof line. Make sure you're doing that. I'm not telling you as a joke. I'm telling you for real. As someone who does home inspections and uh, and making sure that, you know, hurt, I deal with hurricane safety all the time. 
every year. I do the same thing. I'm telling you right now, please make sure you do that, folks. Get out there in those yards or get somebody in those yards. If you if you can help somebody who's elderly, please go and help them cut back those trees from the yards so they're safe and they are secure, please, okay? Young folk, uh, if you have a, a youngster out there who, who, uh, who can get out there and, and help you get it, help them. Pay them a little something. Give them a little something so they can help out with getting he or she can help out with cutting back those trees and cleaning out those yards so you don't have projectiles out there in those yards that can go and hit and run through those windows, man, because that can that that can be very, very detrimental to these folks. Uh the insurance rates are, are just completely off the hook. Completely off the hook. The issue with insurance and home insurance has gotten way out of hand here in the state of Florida. Uh but hey, we gotta deal with what we gotta deal with, right? This is what you call self-sufficiency. So you do those things that you must do in order to protect yourselves from those types of detrimental um, disasters and things like that. So please, 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 ma'am, sirs, get out there, help each other. Uh, okay, please. Yeah. Uh, churches, please do what you can to help your community folk with those same things. Send out your trustees, whomever it is. Help the folks get ready for the storms that are to come, okay? Um, hey, we got a lot of great things um, to to talk about. Um, uh, let, let me just say, uh, Laura Rodriguez is back. She is actually uh, watching our phones right now, so you better watch out. She's watching these <laughs> phones, boy. If Laura's watching the phones, boy, you got some problems. Don't, don't come here with any mess, all right? Um, so, so, listen, Mobili, we had some crazy stuff go down this week. This past week, yeah. Um, perhaps the most disturbing of things. Uh, well, first of all, let me start by this by saying this: we lost Harry Belafonte this weekend yes. at the age of ninety-six. Mm-hmm. I think it was. He lived a long, long life uh, of service to the world, right. to the world, uh, and certainly to his people. Yeah, I just got goosebumps, man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man. Uh, you know. Um, that generation's leaving here. That generation's leaving here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are living a long time. Long, long time, right? Uh, you know, it, it makes me, again, I, I can't help but think about my own father, right? He left here at the age of 86. 86 years old. We thought dad was going to make it to 100, boy, because he always kept himself well. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of the foods and things that are out there are not for us. They're not for us. So we urge people to go out there um, to organize, to find a piece of a piece of land, even in your own backyard if you can. Find a piece of land, um, cultivate your own fruits, uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, we have neighbors in our neighborhood that actually have mango trees. We have uh, papayas and bananas that we grow. Uh, mm. we, we started. Uh, we, we're starting to actually experiment with growing pineapples, right? Mm. So, Sounds you know, yeah, yeah. But somebody came along uh, and knocked down one of my papaya trees. Broke, oh, came into man. the yard. Uh, you, you've been to the yard. Before. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's this huge area there. And somebody just came in there and knocked down one of my daggone papaya trees. That's a crime. Man. It is, man. Because they, that those trees grow some big papayas, man. I haven't seen them grow like that since I was in Africa. Oh, I mean, and they grow like back to back. Big time. But, but I urge people, please, make sure you're going out there and you are um, doing what you can to grow your own fruits and vegetables. Uh, if you are in rural areas, please uh, be community-minded. All right? Be community-minded. Understand that there are people who are in the city that can use your services in the community. Right? Yeah. Help them out. Make the connection, folks. Make the connection. That's how it works. Okay? Teamwork makes the dream work, hmm. right? <laughs> that you know, I, I, you know, this is a PSA <laughs> from the Sunday Forum. Uh, so you know, we, we we definitely encourage that as as we go into the season of hurricanes and uh, tropical storms. And so, please, please, man, please, sir, make sure that you are aware of that. Start working now to organize and prepare for these things in your in your communities, uh, respectively. And support each other and protect each other. Uh, so, we the, the other thing that happened this week uh, was the governor. Lord have mercy, 
I just got nauseous. Right, first, first you, 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 the, the hair raised in the back of your neck, right? <laughs> now you're getting nauseous. Yeah, I mean, and like I predicted, the uh, Guantanamo stuff is starting to come out. And his response to it while he was overseas is to, uh, I don't know what he was trying to do. He's trying to uh, uh, run interference on the questioner. You know, Man. Uh, you were there. The, he said, how could the guy remember me, you know, who was being tortured, yeah, force-fed? <laughs> that's, why, that's why he asked that question. I don't know how he remember me. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He knows. He's probably one of the ones that beat the hell out of him. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, that's not funny. I'm sorry. That's, we're trying to make light yeah. of the situation, but it is not a lighthearted situation, folks. Um, Bart Osreilly, how you doing this morning on the Facebook page? Uh, thank you for watching us live. Hey, listen. Okay, so so the governor um, has gone out and done something that I think is is perhaps one of the most ultimate. If you think that this is okay, there's something wrong with you. Every other governor in the United States of the Union, in the State of the Union, I've not checked this entirely, but as far as I know, all the other governors in the State of the Union that are running for president or would run for president have had to do what? Relinquish their governorship, right? right. <laughs> their gubernatorial seat, right? right? Okay. You have to resign the run. That's why you have a lieutenant governor. Exactly. Okay? That's, That's why you have elections. Did you hear what I said? That's why you have elections. <laughs> he knows what's, what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen if, if he had done it. But what he did was he put a bill through. He, he put this bill through, right, mm -hmm. to ensure that he remained governor during the time that he did what? Ran for president. Right. Yes. Right? He put a bill through the, through the House and the Senate, and it passed. Lord Jesus, take the wheel. This man's going to remain governor yeah. for the duration of the time that he's running for president. Yeah. You got a lapdog legislature that's trying to prop up. You guys have no backbone, man. No backbone. I don't even know what, what these guys think is going to happen, man. The Republicans, what what, what do they think is going to happen? Hmm. Do, do they think that this is that something good is going to come out of keeping this guy in? Well, I guess good for their bottom line. Who's, not even good for theirs. They look stupid. They look right. dumb. They look dumb. Especially since some of them are complaining that they can't get their own agendas taken care of. Oh, my God. While they're so busy holding water for this, carrying water. Unbelievable. For this guy. Unbelievable, man. And, and you got new people that are popping up now in politics who are the equivalent of Clarence Thomas, <laughs> only on the Latinx side. Uh, you know, and, and then you have Nikki Haley, Lord, please <laughs> help us all, uh, that's running for president. And she, <laughs> wow, this, this this is unbelievable. She's about as bad as this guy is. She's about as bad as DeSantis. She, she was bad. She was bad as governor of South Carolina. She was really bad then. But now, I, I, I give her, I give her some credit. She, she went ahead and dropped the, you know, Confederate flag. Okay, all right, we'll get with that. <laughs> she, she had, I mean, because I'm telling you, if you were in South Carolina like I was, and you know, because we were broadcasting from South Carolina at that time, right? Remember? Yeah. And so we were. I was watching very, very carefully as they were removing statues, and I'm ducking bullets out there, <laughs> and, and, you know, and and you know, uh, uh, folks out there trying to find me to get to, to knock me off. While I'm in South Carolina, man, yo, this was that was crazy, dude. That was crazy. So we we you know, but anyway, uh, that people didn't really shoot at me. I'm just I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke, folks. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> banter, banter. So we're just, uh, but I, I was in danger. There were people that were actually looking for me. That is not false because I was putting out social media information that had never been out before. In a small rural, in a, in a rural town, in a rural county, doing the county commission meetings, and it was corrupt. I'm talking about they were very mm -hmm. corrupt. Mm -hmm. And so, for the first time, the people of the county were coming to the meetings because I was actually recording it, and they were watching it on Facebook in real time. Mm -hmm. And they oh. had never done that before. Wow. And so, people started coming out to the meetings because they were they were pissed. Yeah. They were really upset about what was going on. And when they got there, they were speaking out. And because that was happening, because of the recordings I was doing, there were more people starting to go to the meetings. Yeah. Right? 
and we were broadcasting. They was they started watching our show. Remember, we started having a lot of people from South Carolina watching the show on Facebook and listening to us, right? Uh-huh. And that was a very big deal for them. That's a very big deal because we were broadcasting information about what we were doing here, what was happening globally, and what was happening in their state because that was such a big deal that entire year, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but still, we, we have to do that type of thing in the media. That's why you have a Sunday forum. That's, right. That's why you have a Sunday forum is because uh, because a lot of media outlets will not tell you or talk with you about the very things that we're talking about from the black perspective. And quite often, the black perspective is the perspective of the oppressed. It is the, it is the perspective and the voice of the oppressed. And when we talk about things like that right there, it is critical. It is critical that you listen. You don't have to agree. You have to agree. (laughs) And that happens all the time. But please, ma'am, please, sir, listen. Just listen to it, okay? And form an opinion. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Um, Okay, so, so yeah, so he's going to remain governor for the duration of the time that he is running for president. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy for this state. Now, however, however, I must give kudos to... Watch this. Um, it's still, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not bragging, folks. But I got to give kudos to the Dr. Walter L. Smith Library. Mm-hmm. Tap on the, on the shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. Along with the Urban League, local Urban League, Hillsborough County Urban League, and other black community organizations in around the state of Florida who have begun to organize, watch this, black history courses. Mm-hmm. We have a board that we're putting together of experts, of teachers and people and, 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 and people who are expert historians, black historians in particular. Um, one of which is not black, by the way. Okay. But he's an excellent professor. He was a professor of mine when I was in Africana Studies at USF. Um, and we are um we're we're really happy to know that, that these people are coming together and doing this. Congratulations to um, the Urban League, uh, Beulah Baptist Church. Um, oh gosh, there's so many people that are involved in that particular black history class for, for people from third to fifth grade. Uh, our black history courses are for adults and for high school students who are transitioning from high school into college so that they can do a couple of things. One, they can learn how to have a discussion about historical facts coming from the readings that we have, that, that we have when we were in grad school. And so we, uh, that's going to be, that gives them an advantage going into college, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, and then for adults, we're bringing them up to speed on understanding history, historiography, how it's written, who writes it, what perspective they write, they write it from, and understand how it goes. We, uh, and so we're very excited about how that, you know, how that's coming out right now. Very excited. Shout out to Juby Robinson. Um, who is my homeboy from Tallahassee, who is a, a teacher, history teacher right here in Hillsborough County. Uh, shout out to my man, man, Terrence Horn, who is out of Lake Wales, a uh, very good friend of mine who has done a lot for that community there, dealing with community development and bringing people like uh, Professor Griff. Uh, uh, gosh, there, there are people whose names escape me right now, but uh, other black historians and people who are activists who he brought to the community to talk with them about all these different issues that are happening globally, right? And so he's he uh, he's done a lot for that for that for that movement for our movement. And so we thank him for mm-hmm. being a part of it. Anybody else who wants to participate in that with the Dr. Walter Smith Library, you can um, just give me a call uh, or go to my Facebook page and hit me on my. Um, that's not the DMs, is it? On the instant message, yeah, the instant message, right on on Facebook. So hit me up uh, so we can be a part of that. Uh, okay, now, I was going to ask you about Terrence Horn. Uh, is he still working on animations? Because that again, he is. is yeah, great, you remember Terrence, history. right? Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you, Terrence is going to come in. He's going to come in soon. Okay, he has a new comic book out that that, that he's that he's oh. publishing right now. He's getting ready for. Let me tell you, outstanding. I'm so proud of this man. He has struggled with it. He stayed with it. He, I mean, everything. He's done everything he can, and he has done an outstanding 
job with the sci-fi comic book genre, mm-hmm. right? And that uh, the, the the Afrofuturism, yeah, right, and and dealing with. Uh, with our involvement in, in setting the stage, he truly is one of the pioneers of 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 this of this genre. He really is. Uh, and and when this book comes out, and when the other books come out subsequent to that, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the work right now. I won't say anything anything else about it. I'll just say right now that he is outstanding. So shout out to Terrence Horn for the work that he's doing right now. Uh, I don't want to say, like I say, I don't want to say too much, but I do want to let you know it is coming and you want to watch for it, please. It's going to be really good. So watch out for Terrence Horn, my man Terrence Horn, okay? Uh, Okay, so uh, USF, Blue Gap Group, the Blue Gap Group has an opportunity for, they're they're really looking for uh, people in East Tampa or West Tampa, students from these high schools, to come in and work seniors, preferably, juniors or seniors, who are looking for work in the sciences, primarily in the environmental sciences or environmental engineering, even if it's civil engineering, uh, to come out and learn and be a part of uh, the studies that are being done on nitrogen and water quality, uh, nitrogen uh, impacts on the water quality, uh, and, and a lot of other things that are going on with regard to environmental impacts, uh, fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, I can say it for, this, for that reason, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for work. It's, okay, yeah. for work. Fifteen dollars an hour. That's great for for a teen who's yeah. coming in, who's, who's actually uh, leaving uh, high school or uh, going from eleventh to twelfth grade, right? Yeah. And you're learning something, and you're being exposed to to, to something that's that is uh, um, worthwhile, right? You, you, I mean, listen. I know people who are uh, environmental, I mean, brilliant environmental uh, technologists, environmental engineers, uh, environmental scientists who are out there right now. And some of them have no degree. Mm-hmm. They, they, they went to training but had no desire to actually get a degree. And they are brilliant. Some of them are your, are your people who deal with your water right now. And it is good to know that, but we've got to increase the number of black environmental engineers, environmentalists, environmental scientists, and so forth. We've got to do that, okay? So we are encouraging that right now. Uh, anyone, anyone can come in and be a part of this, okay? Uh, but uh, make sure that you are uh, checking that out. You can, again, hit me on the uh, on my Facebook page on the Sunday Forum Facebook page, and I can get you the information there, okay? I will be posting that uh, this afternoon, all right? Uh, and that will be Dr. Maya Trotz, who is uh, who's over this, and it is an outstanding program. I'm a part of it on the board of people that, that work on, on that whole development program for the Blue Gap Group. So I'm very, very uh, glad. That's the people we went to St. Croix with. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, soon we'll be going. We we actually did a health fair recently. So that's another thing I want to talk about real quick. We did a health fair, environmental justice health fair. Uh, it was very, very well attended. Uh, unfortunately, it was the same weekend as the as the Black Bus to, Black Business Bus Tour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times we have these events, we somehow end up having the same dates as the <laughs> bus tour. And when we, I know that, I'm not sure how they schedule or anything like that. I know, but we keep button heads on this thing. It's not a bad thing from that perspective. There are some people who are interested and some people who aren't. Yeah. Just how it goes, right? We just have to keep pushing, keep doing what we're doing. Shout out to Candy Lowe and what she's doing and, and her staff. Keep doing what you're doing, okay? Uh, we appreciate all you do. Continue to do that. Uh, but we're, we're working on environmental justice environment, and fighting against environmental racism. We are trying to make sure through our coalition of the Tampa Bay Disaster Resiliency Initiative, uh, and, and that's a coalition of different organizations like the Clio Institute, Food and Water Watch, LULAC, which is the uh, League of United Latin American uh, Citizens. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have a lot of organizations that are part of Sierra Club, are all part of it. They are all shifting gears now to assist with uh, assist underserved frontline communities. 
Now, what are underserved frontline communities? Underserved frontline communities are frontline communities, the ones that get impacted the most by disaster and and disease or illnesses or uh, environmental impacts and things like that from industrial operations like we have along our coastline here in Hillsborough County, especially in the South County and Ybor City area. Um, as you follow as you follow 41 all the way down the coastline there, that's exactly what you see, right? Mm-hmm. So what we did was we, for the very first time, we are installing the very first particulate air monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in Progress Village. They've never had anything like mm-hmm. that. There's never been anything like that done um, in Hillsborough County for you know in in our community right. where this is where this is done. This is the first one. Uh, this is also the very first time that you're having that we had that kind of fear when we were looking at the environmental impacts on people's health. Right? Who do we have that's at the top of the list of, of those of those maladies? People of color, especially exactly. older. People, but exactly, and that's who showed up. A lot of those people showed up, and so we we showed them how they can check uh, for their respiratory health and things like that mm-hmm. with a simple spirometer. Spirometer is a meter that is used, a little handheld meter that you, you usually go to the doctor and you can get it checked. Uh, you, you can check it out. Uh, excuse me, but they're able to take data now for themselves to check and see what the what the respiratory health of the people of the community is. And that's very, very important. It right. is. And, and uh, it sounds like because you need it for children, you need it for young people that's right. so that you can detect these things earlier and, and, and start help. working on them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And they didn't have that before. Right. And so now they have it. And the USF uh, Blue Gap Group, along with Jim Shirk, uh, who's a very good friend and mentor of mine, but a member of the Sierra Club's uh, executive committee, went out. And this guy, let me tell you, man, outstanding gentleman. Uh, he, Jim Shirk actually is a member of the board here at WMNF, if I'm not mistaken, or used to be. Uh, but I know that he's a big contributor to WMNF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he went down there without batting a, an eyelash. I mean, went down there and got, the, he purchased the monitors himself. Okay? Then he purchased the spirometer. Then he purchased the mouthpieces. And he's gotten all this stuff together. And, and so we're organizing the people of the community along with those students from public health and the medical fields to come in and assist with monitoring this stuff and hook it up to the computer so they can learn how to do this on a monthly basis if they need to in order to consistently check for those maladies that, that, are, that may occur in people, which gives them, which empowers them, which empowers those communities to be able to do what they need to do to support themselves and, uh, and 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 actually create uh, some sort of uh, a data trail, a paper trail, mm-hmm. to be able to defend themselves against these types of powers, if you will, right? Uh, like Tico, like Mosaic, like uh, any of the petroleum groups and things like that that are out there that may show up and the types of things that might happen along the way. You never know what, what can happen as a result of this, but they're never able to defend themselves. Right in 61 years, the people in Progress Village, Claremont, uh, Palm River, Apollo Beach, they, they can't, def- they don't defend, and the, and these these operations are right there, right next to them, right next to them. Right. So, and then property owners in in that neighborhood has oh, had to have been a challenge gosh, over the years. Gosh, <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. So um, that that's a really big deal, really big deal. Now the now as a result of that, we we now have people. Who are interested from the uh, area around Apollo Beach and Waimama who want to have the same health fair done in their community. Okay. All right. So that's a big deal. Yeah. We're expanding. The whole <laughs> thing's expanding, right? Um, okay. So then uh, on the 24th of May, 24th of May at 1240, 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard, we are having the People Power. Watch this. The People Power um, uh, Environmental Justice Stockholders Meeting. Now, what does that mean? Emera and Tico have a... Emera is the company that owns Tico, Tampa Electric Company. Recently, we've seen rate hikes that have happened, four of them, that have happened as a result of the the ask on their part um, from the Utilities Commission to increase the rate of of, uh, of of uh pay for energy that's being given that's being supplied to us right 
there are a lot of people who can't afford that increase. And that increase does does a couple of things. One, it, it, it helps them to be able to clean up their environmental messes, number one, right? It helps them to be able to transition when they don't, when they don't, when when they need to transition, right? But they're transitioning from out of that's like out of the frying pan into the fryer, <laughs> right? So they're transitioning from uh, from coal into gas. No, what doesn't quite work for me. That that's no, no, it doesn't, and it doesn't work for anybody else. Why? Because our surface of the earth is getting what hotter, hotter, yeah, and, and that's mean, a problem. How long will the transition go on? They're talking about doing this thing until they're trying to burn up all the stuff they can, all the fossil fuel they possibly can until mm-hmm. 2045, mm-hmm. 2045 or 2050. We're trying to get them to transition now, to make the full transition now. But they want to burn as much fossil fuel as they possibly can. So what they do is they is they put a little shiny nickel out there for everybody, and they put a couple of solar panels out. But the only microgrid they have right now is in a place down in South Shore Bay, which is what they call it, South Shore Bay, that they invested in, which is an affluent, predominantly white neighborhood down in South Shore Bay. Watch this. Mm. Look, look, somebody call it now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, South Shore Bay that has a microgrid. It's outside the flood zone, has a microgrid. Why couldn't they have done that with their, with their diversity, equity, and inclusion plan, yeah. right? Why couldn't they go to... East Tampa. Why couldn't they go to Progress Village or Palm Palm uh, Palm River and Claremont, where they know there are difficulties with this type of thing, and put in a microgrid there, or help with the infrastructure there to be able to for those people can have the relief they need from the uh, from the energy burdens. Yeah, I mean, I guess class is the reason why. Yeah, and, uh, who's who's gonna pay the tab? Who's gonna pay most in taxes that they can levy, and. Uh, who, who is? Who going to pay? Who going to pay? <laughs> well, I the, we are. We are. We are. And, and we can't afford it. And so you have the energy burden. Now, let me show you what an energy burden is. The energy burden is how much it costs for you to be able to pay your electric bill. How, what, what's the burden for you to do right. that? In our communities, in the frontline communities, you're paying, you're paying more than 50%, like between 60 and 75% of your salary, of your, in, your income, goes towards paying what? The, the energy bill. And that's getting higher. And it's getting higher and higher. Just like just like it says, uh, uh, the, the, the service gets hotter and hotter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember that? Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. yeah. You know, energy. Yeah. We yeah. just keep using it up. And it's, and it's, it's sick. Yeah. It's a sick game that's being played. It's a, it, it, literally, it is a human rights violation. Right? You're violating human rights. Think about this for a moment. They prepare they prepare the environment, the area around you, right? They they threaten it, they prepare it for something bad. Right? right. And they're taking away your ability to be able to breathe fresh air. They're, they're contributors to that. Hmm. So that makes them violators of human rights. That's by definition. That is by literal definition. Okay. And so you can't, you can't keep doing that type of thing and expect that you're not going to get blowback from the community. You can't keep doing right. that. Right. Right? And so that's what the Amira stockholders meeting is. It's our ability to be able now to speak at the stockholders meeting, mm-hmm. to be a part of that stockholders meeting and understand exactly how they think, what they're doing and why they're doing it and let them know what's happening with us all the way up there in Canada What's happening with us all the way down here in Florida? Right, right. And let them know, listen, you got to do something differently. And hopefully the stockholders will understand and say, listen, yeah, you got to, because I'm not going to I'm not gonna keep putting my money into something like this where people are getting sick, you know, and, or, or people can't afford to pay. I mean, what, what are we doing? We're doing shutoffs where 630,000 right. gallons of, of, of wastewater is going into a river and polluting it? Right, right. And people, and that's fish that's going to be in the ecosystem. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, if you're going to be a shareholder, you have to be uh, aware of the day-to-day news that surrounds the decision-making so that, you know, that's going to affect the share price. It's going to affect the uh, actual work in the processing and creation of energy. You know, we need to be able to follow 
the day-to-day news to know what they're up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no better way to do it than by the Sunday Forum and by going to the Ameri Stockholders meeting that we're having on May 24th at 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard at 4 o'clock p.m. 4 o'clock p.m. Come on out. Take part in it. Food will be provided that afternoon, that evening, uh, so that you can eat. Because we know that some people are just getting off work. Come and and be a part of it and help out. And help I- out. We want we want to hear stories. We want you to be able to tell your story. If you are having an energy burden, having a hard time paying your electric bill, we want to hear it. We want to hear it. Yeah. Because they're treating people like crap out there in Bartow. At the, at the areas out there where they're mm-hmm. helping people, they're telling people, well, y'all just go on home. Just talk to them any kind of way. Uh, you know, and, 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 and 4 o'clock in the morning, they've been waiting until 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. To get in, to get to that line right here at Lee Davis. They don't talk to them like that as far as I know at Lee Davis, but out there they talk to people like they're, like they're garbage. Well, that's, that, there's a lot to unpack, you know. There's a lot. We have to be on top of it. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's review. You talked about a... You talk about food, you know, so I right. can't I can't think until I eat. So at least if you come <laughs> to the shareholders meeting and and tell your story, you tell it on a full stomach. And you talked about a job for for teenagers. Yes, um, fifteen dollars an hour. I like those numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, this would be an opportunity for for young people to learn the uh, the ins and outs and the craft. Of uh, mm-hmm. environmentalism, yeah. and uh, you know, earth science was one of my loves until they beat it out of me. <laughs> they, beat it out, they beat it out of you, man. They say, "Yo, you have to go get a real job right now." <laughs> they beat it out of you, dude. <laughs> well, That's terrible, man. <laughs> not literally, but close to it. I mean, no, you know, you, you, you they make you lose interest, right? You know, as you go through your teen years. You know, I got, you know, less interested as time went on. So it's good to have reinforcement. Right. Absolutely. It is. And so we want to encourage our, our kids, our youth to get into these things. And our adults do, who are transitioning from one career to another or trying to find something. Come on out. You know, yeah. learn. Learn. Come on out to these things and learn. Um, but we got to be on the vanguard of our own protections regarding our environmental and health and public health safety. Got to be a part of it, man. Uh, Looks like some people tried to call, and I don't well, know why. If, if you want to call in, I apologize, guys. If you want to call in, 813-239-9663. They didn't stay on the line. 813-239-9663. Call on in here on the Sunday forum. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Um, so, Mabili. <sighs> So much, so much, so much going on, man. But you know what What we're going to do on this nice stormy day? We're going to play us some. We have, what, what, what do we have? What do we have online to play? Barquet's Anticipation. Ah, Anticipation <laughs> by the Barquet's. Let us, let us partake in some anticipation. Oh, oh, where we go. Wait, before, <laughs> but before we do that, let's yeah. go to the phone lines. All right, let's. We uh, got somebody? Yeah, it looks like somebody's there. Somebody's trying to talk. All right, let's see, see what, what they is. have to say. Go ahead, call you on the Sunday Forum. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Oh. I don't know it. what happened. Let's try another one. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Can you hear us? Hi, how you doing? All right, how you doing? Good. This is Craig. Hey, Craig, how you doing? I can't complain. Right. I listen to you guys from time to time. I like your show. Thank but you. Man, you're always taking shots at Ron DeSantis. Yeah. It's you're like, taking shots at us. <laughs> man, we're lucky we had him as a governor during COVID and everything. While Gavin Newsom is out with his friends, not wearing any masks and eating out, he's got everything closed down for the rest of California. The same thing with Michigan or New York or you name it. We're lucky to have DeSantis. You should present that side of the story. I don't think we're lucky. Come on, man. <laughs> no. Well, now, we have a... Uh, we have, 
we have uh, the new board of the oversight board at Disney who has found it necessary to go out of their way to say no more COVID preventive measures. I mean, what was the point of that? Of course, you, you don't want to shut things down. That's fine. But at least have some preventative measures and at least let people have the freedom to wear a mask if they so choose and not have to face any kind of retribution like getting thrown out of the park or something like that. That's crazy, man. Who wants that to happen? I mean, you had, uh, like I said, Gavin Newsom, he went out, no mask on, fancy restaurants. It's not just about the mask. And uh, Whitmer, you know, the governor of Michigan, her husband's taking the boat out while nobody else can go boating because she's a dictator and told them they couldn't. You got to see, he helped save a lot of businesses, a lot of jobs. But we lost a lot of lives. He presided over eighty-four thousand deaths in just the state alone, and did not and did not report yeah, the truth about like those New deaths. York. My bad. Good. Oh wow. So call back, call back, sir. If, if, I'm, I, we apologize for that. We didn't do it on purpose. Call back because we want to hear the rest of what of what you're presenting to us. Okay. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. That was a mishap. So please right. call back. Um, that's interesting that he said that because he's only going off of that one thing, right? But when you look across that entire situation, he didn't tell the truth about about the uh, about the numbers. No, he did everything he did everything and did not cooperate with the feds to let them know exactly what those numbers really were. All right, this guy who was called in was playing politics. Newsom to talk about it. Oh Democratic man, Governor listen, who cares about Newsom, dude? I'm not. I care less about Newsom. What I what I care about is look. What I want to know is. What about these books? The banning books. The banning books, dude. And he is pushing this issue. That there's no there's no excuse for that. There's no there's no way to explain your way out of that. You can't explain that away. You can't explain that away. That's that's yeah. stupid. It's not even the books. It's the it's the idea that he wants to sweep certain things under the rug, like as though it didn't happen. These things didn't happen. Not only that. It didn't happen in sweeping things under the rug, but to sweep the truth under the yes. rug. You have the Pato here, the Surgeon General here in Florida, who wants to push the, the lie that the vaccine was causing heart problems, oh, cardiac man, problems in young people between 18 and 39, mm -hmm. but hid the fact that just as many heart problems were caused by the virus itself. Mm -hmm. So why would you hide mm -hmm. that fact? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. It's disinformation. It's I don't have time for disinformation. We have a possible we have a, a radio show here that is being broadcast out to a lot of people and we don't have time to really uh give space to disinformation. I'm mm -mm. sorry. Mm -mm. Nope. No. Okay, we got we got the call. I think hopefully this guy is, is him calling back. Right. Uh, call him. Hey, Paul. Hey, hello. Hello, call. Hey, how you doing? This is Paul. I was calling in uh, about the environment, but I have to agree. Uh, we have no time for for misinformation. People that are misinformed, they need to find better news sources, and Fox News is not one of them. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> but, uh, as far as the environment goes, I've been working in the environmental field all my life, you know, the last 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now I'm a FEMA safety officer, so I get, I get out uh, and I see the disasters, you know. So we have the same background. And it's, it's really terrible that we aren't really taking this as seriously as possible because, quite honestly, we can't, as much as Biden put a mass amount of money into a package to try to move us in the right direction, we aren't going to fix the problem if we don't get all the nations of the world on, on the same program. You know, if we don't have that cooperation, all the work that we do in our country is for naught because we aren't going to change this massive crisis without all the nations on board, Russia, China, India, all those those larger larger countries. If they're still polluting as they are today, and they're not jumping on board with the program, we're still screwed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, uh, you, you're absolutely right. So, uh, but you know, we, we got to get our own house in order. We well, certainly have to get our own house in order. And I think that one of the mistakes that they made 
during the one, one of many mistakes that were made in the last administration was that so many things were rolled back, number one, and people were silenced. Um, is the responsibility, for instance, of the CDC, the head of the CDC, to report those types of things that, that happen and to come up and, and for the CDC to determine what the best approach is going to be to dealing with uh, an epidemic, right? And right. When, you, when you deal with that, uh, you know, when, when we look at what happened and the, the pathway that took place, first of all, the guy who they did have at the head of the CDC admitted to the fact that he was not suited to deal with this, um, right. number one. Number two, uh, the, they, they didn't bother to find anybody who could truthfully deal with it within the CDC. That, so, the, so the logistical part of governance was out of place. And so you don't have a you don't have the order of protocol that's in place that should be ready to be able to give information out publicly. And then we, we follow that instead of having so many different things. And while at the same time you have a an executive uh, executive chief who's running around being number three, uh, who's running around giving uh, medical advice. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing yeah. here? What are we doing? This is not a dictatorship. This is not some. Uh, this is not historic Russia, uh, where you you know where you sit and give propaganda to people during the time of an illness. That that's not how this works. True, and at the same time, they're stripping powers away from the EPA for yes. doing their job. Yes, cut cut them back. No no oversight in anything the EPA should have been doing environmentally. Um, no no oversight in OSHA. Uh, none of those things were, were were in place. They rolled back everything and gave all the all the uh, all of his buddies the opportunity to make money the wrong way. And if we're on that on that stretch, taking away the uh, banking regulations that, that oh. caused this this banking failure recently. It's like people. Come on now. Mm, absolutely. The regulations were for to keep these people in line. And uh, let's, we don't need those. Right, no. right. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So my last point was mm? here we are poking the bear. You know, we, we, we ignored promises we made to Russia about never bringing NATO onto their, to, up to their borders. And here we're making, you know, side deals with different countries like Ukraine that, yeah, we'll get you into NATO, no problem. And that's just poking the bear until he fights back. I mean, I can't really blame him too much. He, you know, it's it's a bad move. You know, he went too far. But, you know, people are going to react when you poke them so much. And the same thing now, we've got nuclear submarines going over next to China. What are they going to do? You know, well, Putin was actually poked by a revolution first. He was he's he's really upset. He's mad as hell at the Ukrainian people for overthrowing his vassal, their vassal president right. back in 2014. That, that's true, too. Mm -hmm. That was brewing. But we didn't have to push him over the edge. <laughs> You know, I don't think then, I think he was already over, over the edge. edge. That's crazy. <laughs> he's been crazy for a long. He's been in long power for time. over twenty years, so he's yeah. been crazy for a long time, just doing what he wants. True. But the inevitable is going to happen. Now, whatever that is, the inevitable is going to happen regarding the you know their internal affairs there in Russia, and it's 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 not stable. It's not as stable as we as people think it is just because they're doing bricks. He's not right? acting stable. I mean, when you when you don't yeah. want NATO up on your 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 front door, then don't invade and take over Crimea right. and don't invade and, and start shooting Ukrainian children, citizens. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? I'm, I'm with you on that, but <laughs> at the same time, we need to be doing more negotiations rather than sneaking in and doing covert operations against people. Right. I think China had, had the right idea um, in, in theory when, when they came out and they said, uh, you know, we, we need to be able to resolve this without going into any conflict, any further right. conflict. And I think China had, had it, the right idea with that. And at this point, it's been, came out in, in the disclosures that came out recently that, that Ukraine really... <laughs> 
it really is in a tough spot. It's it's going to end up a stalemate. This war could go on for years if they don't get... No, I think China is trying to mediate, actually. You know, that's yeah, one thing I can say about China, and it's possible that they will have a political settlement behind uh, China's mediation. Yeah, And it's why China needed to step up? You know, that should have been us. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right about that. But you know what? That that's that is something that on the world stage, uh, typically it, it is us. You're right. It, typically it is us who it, it is we who will will be the ones on the, on the front, on, you know, on the, yeah. on the world stage, center stage to lead the way. Uh, I think that China coming up is a is is great for yes. for them and for what they're looking to do. I think I think people need to look at the bigger picture. There's an ulterior yeah. motive for what China is doing. Yeah, because it's a multipolar world. Business they don't want them. just us in control anymore, right. being the police of the world. China wants to play their role too. Right, right, exactly. And, and quite honestly, should we be on a, a foreign policy program that is about dominating the world? You know. Can we can we lighten up on that a little? <laughs> man, you know, seven hundred bases around the world. You know, we're the we're the the world policemen. Like, right? Well, maybe we ought to just back off and just you know, chill out. Find partners with others. You know, mm-hmm. play good in the sandbox, right? Yep. Yeah. Learn to yeah. play well with others. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, thank you very much for your call, brother. We yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye. All right, let's get some of that Holy Ghost out here, man. <laughs> you want the Holy Ghost as Holy we Ghost. get ready to go into... <laughs> Come on, y'all. Right. Come on. All right. Well, we're almost... We, 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 have, we have the NPRs coming up uh, in a little bit. But right now, we have the Barcades that's coming up. And your love is like the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. Wait, we got... Oh, Anticipation. Oh. oh, anticipation. As we anticipate the news in the second hour. By Sunday Forum. Right here on the Sunday Forum. Sunday Forum. Stay tuned for the second hour coming up next. After National Public Radio News.